Hey everybody, it is Chris with the Running Rogue Podcast here in Austin, Texas with Steve. How are you, Steve? I'm awesome. We're coming at you today on a Tuesday, which is an unusual recording day for us because we've got a special World Championships preview to do that we'll be releasing as a special episode on a Thursday. If you're listening to this, then the IAAF Indoor World Championships are happening this weekend Thursday, March 1st through Sunday, March 4th, and we're going to break down all of the distance events, 800 meters to 3,000 meters, so three events on each side, the men's and women's, to give you a picture of what to look for, as we've done with previous world championships and and other U.S. events and so forth. We wanted to give you a preview so you know what you're watching, who to look for, and we'll get some predictions from Steve and I so you can track our results at home as well. Before we jump in, Steve, to the meat of our discussion, and we're going to do these like we have in the past in the orders, in the order of the finals, so that you can listen to a little bit, watch a final, and then kind of progress through it if you need to over a few days. But the first thing to note is that the first final, at least as we sit here in the central United States, is on Thursday, March 1st at 2.15 p.m., so if you're listening to this before that, you'll want to hopefully listen to the first bit of this before you watch that final. All of the the events will be streamed online at NBC Sports Gold if you're in the U.S. I recently bit the bullet and just bought the year's subscription, Steve, so I could watch the Tokyo Marathon. Eh, you know, Was 80, it worth it? 80 bucks for the year, right, for, yep. for all of the NBC Sports Gold stuff, so... It's not worth it yet, <laughs> but hopefully <laughs> but hopefully by the end of the year, inclusive of these world championships, I'll tell you if it's worth it. And But also, if you happen to have the Olympic channel, whatever that is in the U.S., then the events will be played there as well. Some live, some on delay. So that's your TV information. You can check all of those details out on the letsrun.com event page as well if you go to their homepage and click on the information at the top of the homepage, they can direct you to that watching info. But you can stream it, you can watch it online if you happen to have the Olympic channel. All right, Steve, so let's jump in. To remind everybody, for the most part, we have two American athletes in each of these fields because that's the limit for qualifying per country. However, in the event that your country has the gold medal in its camp, the defending gold medal from World Indoors, then you can have a third athlete which happens to affect the U.S. as it relates to the men's 800. So we have three athletes there and two athletes in these other events. And so let's break down the fields. We'll start, as I said, with the women's 3,000. Go in the order of the finals. So you can listen to this over a few days if you'd like. All the finals are, other than Thursday's women's 3,000 final, are happening on Saturday and Sunday. So, Steve, and with this one, all the other events have heats but the women's 3000 for whatever reason does not i guess that had a little smaller field so they squeezed it all into one big final and the field is stacked <laughs> it's unbelievably stacked it's, it's unbelievably stacked so steve i'm gonna ask you to kick it off by breaking down the field a little bit for us for the women's 3k all right so it's pretty crazy this year when you look at this race because Number one, we've got the return of Dababa, Jinzebi Dababa, who this year has already set world leaders at the 1500 and the 3K. She's run, at this point in time, four seconds, five seconds faster than the entire rest of the field this year. Um, and so she, and, the, and her PB is way faster than anybody else's PB. You know, her PB is 816. Um, the season best is 831. And she's, you know, four seconds ahead of anybody else's pb or their season's best and she's won 21 straight indoor races right but we have do we have the dababa who's showed up the last outdoor couple outdoor championships but she's been the choke champion of the of the world and the, the best choker ever i mean so it's really hard to play this one and normally i would be like ah dababa's out the back door except she's run now the world leader in the 15 and the 3k and her 3k is five seconds faster than everybody else's so it's going to be hard to play this next up in terms of season's best times. Um, basically, we have Shelby Houlihan and um, Costanza 
Kloster Hofsen from, I can't know if I said that right, but from Germany. How do you say it? Klosterhofen. Klosterhofen. Um, Klosterhofen is an incredible talent who has just been getting better year by year by year. She's the been running, um, and she's, I think she's like 19 or 20 at this point in time, but she has been running incredibly well. She has made finals and world championships and Olympics the last few years and has been running really well this year. She ran the exact same time this year that Shelby Houlihan's run, both of them running um, 8.36.01, which is smoking fast. Now, Klosterhofen did hers completely solo, whereas she won her race by, I think, something like 18 seconds when she ran her time, whereas Shelby was able to run her time with some good competition around her early on, although she jetted away from them and ran 28 seconds the last 200. We've already talked about Shelby on this uh, podcast and how high we are and where she's at right now and how well she's running. Um, but, heck, I haven't even gotten to the Olympic gold medalist and world champion in the 5,000 Ellen O'Beary, who is obviously also running really well this year, she's run the 8:36 this season, and she's world record hold, world uh, the former world champ, um, and you know she's run incredibly well, but she hasn't run super super well yet this year. Although she ran 8:36, but nothing compared to what she's capable of. Yeah, really. and for reference, indoor is always a little deceiving because the season's pretty short. And some athletes, some athletes choose to race more or less. So a lot of times, if, if you're looking at season's best, it doesn't necessarily mean a lot because people just haven't had a lot of chances to race yet. But you can't discount O'Beary being in the field. And then as you go down, Steve, you've got Laura Muir as well, the British 1,500-meter champion who we know has a devastating kick, hasn't been necessarily completely on top of her game yet in 2018. But you have to believe if there's a slow race, she's going to be there. Well, and if you go even further down the list, you've got Sifan Hassan, who is basically the bronze medalist in the 5K at Worlds this year in one of the greatest races, 5K races ever run, ever. Um, almost pulled off a win there. And she's only won one 3K. She won an 834. She ran 834, which is still screaming up fast in the one that she ran this season. Um, and, you know, she's coached by... Uh, by Alberto Zalazar, so you know he's got them ready. Another thing, Chris, that we haven't talked about is this is the only world championship this year. So other than there's there's a there's a, U, a world cross-country championships, I believe, but there's no track championships. There's no outdoor track world championships. So you're seeing athletes that normally might bypass an indoor championship, especially in the women's 3K, showing up on this stage. Um, you've also got in this field uh, the American Katie Mackey, who had a great race um, at Worlds to make the final, to make it to, to great race at USA's to make it to the Worlds, but she's pretty much outmatched here. I just don't see her having a shot at it. You know, in my opinion, Chris, I think you could, you've got four women who for sure should, who, four women who I think could win the race. And then you've got another two or three, I think, who could medal. So, you know, six or seven really really amazing runners who could medal here. That's not very typical. We won't be talking about that in any other race. And and several of these women have history of going from the front. Oh, absolutely. So sometimes in these indoor races, you might expect a tactical affair. But in this case, I've got to believe that one of these women, whether it be Dababa or Obiri, would probably be my two top picks for doing this. Somebody's going to go out hard and make this a tough race from the beginning to try to keep the the burn off the kick of the mirrors and the McColgans of the world and the Hulahans of the world so that it comes down to just that upper echelon of 5K runners like Obiri and Dababa. What do you think? Is that the way it's going to play out? I think Klosterhoffman will take the lead and lead them like a lamb to the slaughter. She'll be a lamb led to the slaughter. I mean, she ran 836 basically solo, at a national record, and she, I've seen her race before. She has a tendency, she's long and gangly, and I think she's going to get to the front so she can stay out of trouble because she's not going to be able to run in a tight, bunched race. And I think that, I mean, this girl is like six feet tall, 5'10 at the shortest. And every, I mean, the other, Dababa, Houlihan, uh, Obiri, I mean, <clears throat> Muir, they're like 5'3, five, 5'4. Five, so 
she's going to be looking like a like a giraffe out there. And she's run fast enough. She's done it all by herself. I bet you she does the pushing and lets the race go. Unless Dababa decides that she wants to go from the very front. Obiri got beaten in the 1500 this year. Got third in one this year. So I think she also will be keen to keep the pace hustling because she doesn't want it to come down to, you know, to a last 200-meter dash. Um, and everybody in this field should be absolutely scared shitless of Shelby Houlihan who, and Laura Muir, both of whom are just known for their kicks. But Shelby, whose kick has just been ruthless this year, two times closing in 28. I think she's ready to close 27. So I think they're going to make it fast, but I think Klosterhoffman would be the one who's, who takes the pace early on, gets burned off. And then, Chris, it's who decides to take it with a mile to go and who's leading at that point, and do they try to pull a Mo Farah and just keep winding, winding, winding up? How does that play out? Um, should be just interesting to see. So what do you think? Who I mean, to me, if Klosterhoffen's taking it, that only plays into Dababa's hands. I think. Well, you've also got an 18-year-old on their team in Worku who has not run that. Who's run 8:39, which is still pretty fast. She could also be a sacrificial lamb, and maybe led out there to do some work for Dababa. But Dababa's always been keen to do her own work if there's work to be done. So I don't know. It's really hard for me to say with the the, the talent in this field. Do they freeze up? I think Dababa will take the lead with a mile to go. She'll try to string everybody out. She'll try to get everybody else off of her wheel. The question is, how many people will be left with her with 600 to go? I think that you're going to see Shelby still there. I think Laura, still, Laura Muir will still be there. Albiri will definitely be there. Hassan, Hassan will be there. Um, so this is what I'm calling. I'm calling Obiri for the win. Now... I would have definitely called Obiri for the win because she's running only the 3K. So she's not running the 15. If they had to be doubling back and doing heats and everything else, you know, if they're they're I don't know exactly how. I, haven't, I didn't look, Chris, to see if the 1500 is heating or how they're heating. Um, but if they are, then that could play a game here. But I think Obiri, even so, her big race, she's just a big race champ. She just shows up all the time. And I think Dababa's going to have to do too much work. And I think Obiri's going to, Pipper at the end, but I'm going to put Hassan in second. I think Hassan is going to come by both of them. I think she's angry from her world championship last year where she got third and she thought she should have gotten the win. And then I'm actually, Chris, going to put Houlihan in third because I think Dababa will falter over the final 600 if there's girls with her. Now, that is a big, bold statement, but I've got to put Houlihan in there because I think she can roll with them. I think she can hold on. And I'm going to pick her over Muir because why not pick an American in that role? Um, and I think that Dababa is going to come apart. It'll be very interesting to see if she doesn't. But I think I'm going Obiri for the win, Hassan for second, and Houlihan for third. Um, definitely going with my heart here, not entirely <laughs> with my head. So, Although I've got good arguments for why it could turn that way. So You do. And What are you saying? What are you saying, Chris? How do you see it playing out? I'm going to try to go with my head this time around because I lost our battle in the world championships, our point battle, because I was... Yeah, the only times I, you I lost refused, is when you went with your heart. I refused. <laughs> I refused to pick the right people, and I, I didn't I didn't give Ayana enough enough credit. So for me, it's Dababa for the win. I think if there's others kind of helping do the work, then she sits back a little bit and then takes it with... I'm going to say 800 to 1,000 to go and, and winds it up and, and takes the win that way, especially because I don't think Obiri is as sharp now as maybe she would have been last summer. I'm going to take Obiri for second, and then I like Houlihan for third. I think she can. I think she has the strength from Schumacher's program, as she has shown with the varying strategies she's won races recently to, to stay in there, to stay with it. And if she doesn't have to do any work, she can just kind of sit back and follow. And then if she's there to unleash that kick at the end, we know it's devastating. Then I think she beats Muir, Hassan, and Hassan for that bronze medal spot with the kick. So we're really just pushing... Uh, um, you're putting. We've got different orders, but we've got two of the, peop two of the same people in Obiri and Houlihan... And we're just swap. You're swap. You're putting the Baba in there. Yeah, and I'm putting Hassan in there. So it'll be interesting to see. But we know 
this is an easy one for us to get one of us, the two of us, to get separation on because mm-hmm. one we're one of we're we're playing it a certain way, and um, it'll be interesting to see. I I just can't take Dababa anymore. I just cannot. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't believe in her. I don't believe that she will get it done. Now she has been unbelievably devastating indoors and outdoors. This has been her a bit of Achilles' heel recently. So. Anyway, I could almost talk myself back out of my, <laughs> but I'm sticking with it. She seems to be on her game right now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that the EPO stores are nice and <laughs> topped off, and that she's gonna get me the win on this one. So we will see. But that's your first one, and for those watching, the key is really how fast does this one go out, and who's leading early, because I think that will definitely determine how the race plays out at the end. So that's your first final on Thursday, women's 3,000 meter. Your next final happens on Saturday after some heats on Friday. The men's 800 heats are on Friday, and then we come back for the men's 800 final on the evening session on Saturday, Steve. You and I were just talking before we got on that this, this field is not that deep. So when you look at the women's 3,000, huge, deep field, the men's 800, not so deep. So there's definitely opportunity in there for some surprises and potentially for some of the Americans to sneak in there. We had neglected to mention that U.S. gets three berths with this one in that because Boris Berrien had the gold medal from 2016 World Indoors, we got a third berth. So we've got not just Brazier and Wendell in this one, but also Samuel Ellison. And as you look at the list of athletes in this race, you have Career, Emmanuel Career, who's definitely a stud <laughs> <laughs> and, and not, not uh, one to be taken lightly. But he has a tendency, as sometimes Brazier does, to do dumb things because he's young, which he did in the World Outdoor Championships. But he ran 144.21. He's the only guy in the field to have gone under 145 this season. And he is not, that is 144.21 is nine, almost a full second, nine tenths of a second ahead of Brazier, who almost broke, who almost broke the American record. Um, and with his 145, 145.10. Uh, so, I mean, that's, if, if Career can get his shit together, I mean, he should, he, you, you look at him and say he should win the thing. But, yep. man, he was squirrely. He's <laughs> been real squirrely this year. I mean, over the last few years. So, Career's the the clear favorite if you're just looking at stats. Brazier comes in with the second best, indoor personal best. And we know we know Brazier. He's got the, all, this, all the talent in the world, but he's only 20 years old. Yep. So, he, you know, can be a little bit squirrely. So, he's one to watch. After that, you've got a Spaniard, Alvaro Riba. You've got Drew Wendell. In the mix, who we know has a, cl- a big close, Adam Scott, who is the Polish athlete who got silver in the outdoor 800-meter championships last summer. Beyond that, it's a bunch of guys. Yep. Well, <laughs> Lemondowski, you know, he's a little older. He's getting long in the tooth, you know. He's 10 years older than Brazier is. But he is always, the pole is always around when things get crazy. And an indoor race, he's probably got uh a little bit there but i just think he's not going to be able to get it um i do think adam shot from uh pole from poland um in my opinion is the is the guy that most people are going to overlook in this field if they have didn't pay attention last year the way he ran those heats and the way he managed that final he just he's just an incredible strategian and knows how to get the stre- the the race plan right um, he'll get to the final, and then he'll make sure he does the things that he needs to do in the final. Um, so, how are you calling this, Chris? We've lined out the fields. I think Americans have a really good shot. You're going to give for sure. Uh, you're going to. I imagine you're going to give one American a medal chance. You're going to be able. To, you're going to give two Americans medal <laughs> chances. Well, I first of all want to say that for those watching this, this is going to be entertaining just because so many people have a chance. And depending on how they run the heats, I haven't looked at how the qualifying will work from heats on, but it's likely that you could have some fireworks there because there are only going to be a few athletes going through from each heat. So that'll be something to watch on Friday. If you get the chance just to see some of the chaos and see who's sharp. But in terms of 
the actual race itself, I'm going to sort of assume that the favorites make it to the final. And if that's the case, because as we mentioned when we were talking about U.S. indoors, indoor 800 strategy is a little bit simpler in some ways because, yes, anybody has a chance. But because the it's so hard to pass people on an indoor track, I like the chances of the front runners here. I think Career's not going to mess around. I think he's going to go to the front in the final and probably lead the gun, lead from the gun. And I don't think anybody else can hang with him. So I'm picking Career for the win. I like Brazier following him for second because I think that strategy would suit him well to just be able to tuck in behind a fast pace with Career leading. And then I like Shot for third just because he's a savvy veteran who has experience getting medals at world championships and i think he's also an athlete that can run a few different ways you know drew wendell he's going to be too far out of it i think to kind of come from behind at the end with this one so that's that's my three i'm going career brazier shot for one two three so we've got the same people but we've got them in different order okay i think your call is right on how this race is going to get played out. Um, and then I think that Creer's going to go to the front and he's going to try to hold everybody off. But I think Brazier's going to come by him over the Ooh, last. Now over you're the, over going the last with your heart again. I am. I just saw the way he raced. He's got his strategy down. And I don't. The, the real question here is if Brazier, if Brazier gets out to the front and Career sits on him, then you're going to be right. But I think the other way around, if it is where Career holds off. I think that I think I think Brazier's got a chance to go around him. So I'm going to go with Brazier for the win. I'm going with Career for second, and I'm going with Shot for third because I just think um, if these two guys weren't a full second in front of everybody else, I would think that maybe Shot could get up for second or maybe even a win. But I think Career and Brazier may even look over at each other and say, "Let's make them suffer." And uh, you know, they ran collegiately against each other. They know each other well. You know, one went to UTEP, one got to Texas A&M, and uh, I am, I'm really, this is going to be an exciting race to watch. This one will be especially, as you said, really good to watch the prelims to see how it plays out. Because you're right, we could be completely wrong with this because both Career and Brazier have tendencies to not make fu- big world championship finals. But I think both of them have got their, their ships righted and they're going to be getting it, being ready to go where they need to. If they don't pull any jack wagon moves and just lead their prelims they'll be fine yes all right so the next on the final list will be the women's 1500 which happens after the men's eight on saturday in the evening session now this one is tough to call because you have several athletes doubling steve so several coming back potentially from the 3k or not depending on how things go there you've got debaba coming back at least as it's listed on the start list you've got mir coming back you've got hassan coming back who else am I missing that's c- doubling back, Steve? Um, Kloster Hoffman is also Kloster doubling Hoffman back. Is coming back is so doubling you've got back. at least four women all going to be in the mix in the 3K, potentially doubling back in the 15, depending on how things happen. And But you never know, of course, because you've got... Well, Houlihan's on the list to double back. And but Houlihan we're, but we're, said she's out. So Okay, that's... Yeah. So, yeah, she's on the list, but she said she's not... So Shannon's going to... So Sika's going to run in her place, yeah. But the other athletes to this point as far as I know, haven't said one way or another because you have the the women's 3K final on Thursday, the women's 1500 heats Friday for those that are doubling back, and then the Saturday, and then Saturday you have the final. So it's potentially three straight days of racing for some of these women, and a lot of those women would be on the, would be favorites if, if they do, in fact, turn around and come back. So what do you think? Let's just start with that question. Which of these women do you think will actually end up? Debaba's going to double. Klosterhofen will double. Um, Hassan will double. Amir, you would think would Amir double. will probably double. She doesn't have anything to lose. I think she's going to go for it in the three, and then she'll just and fifteen hundred is her. It's her main event. Primary event. Yes. So, so, so basically, odds are all of these women come back, and if that's true, other than Beatrix Chepkovich, who's in the fifteen hundred field only. Aren't they all your favorites? Pretty much. For I mean, the fifteen. I mean, I think so. 
you know, I don't think Colleen has a chance here. I just don't think that the American, her best is a full 10 seconds slower than most of the rest of the fields. She probably did, she raced miles, not 15s, but still the time doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. She's just, I don't think she's in the same category here. Um, Osika's in the same situation. It's just not. I, I think, you know, this is a way for me to double back with to just to do the strategy on beating you, Chris, for the <laughs> overall. I could go with Dababa so that I've got her in a place because if she wins, if she wins one, she's going to win both, in my opinion. Really? I just think, I mean, she's run seven seconds faster than anybody else in the field. And, you know, I think she's actually a better miler in nearly every case to me than she is a, uh, a 3K runner. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I think that what's going to happen in this race is going to be played out a very similarly where you've got Ethiopians doing a lot of work to try to help Dababa get where she needs to be. I think Kloster Hofflin will have learned her lesson in the 3K by taking it out leading and getting absolutely destroyed. Although she's run 404, so she's got the second fastest time of the year in the field. So, um, But you know that Dawit Sayam is really, really solid. She's pretty darn fast. She's run 404 this year. And Chepkowicz is somebody who we should be paying a lot of attention to in terms of how she races this thing. She's the Kenyan who has the real best shot here for a win. And the Kenyans are pretty much going to get their butts kicked from the way I've been playing this thing out with the race results this year, except for, except for the men's, three, men's 800, I think. Um, so I think the race is going to play very similarly where they're going to try to keep it fast and keep it moving. Um, and I think that your main racers here in this case are going to be Dababa, Chepkoech, Sam, and Muir will try to stay with that crew. I don't think anybody else is going to be able to run with them. And how does that play out? First, second, third, or fourth? Um, I'm going to give Dababa the win. I'm going to put Chepkoech for second. And then I'm going to go out on a limb because I just think that... Actually, I'm not going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say... Uh, Sam from Ethiopia, that those three get away and they stay away and the race is over. Now, where does Sifan Hassan sit in there? You know, that's tough. I mean, that's that's calling her out. And um, But I'm going to run my numbers better and just say, that's where I'm going to put it. I'm going to go Dababa, Chipkoich, Sam, and uh, Hassan will be fourth with Muir nipping at the heels but not able to get there. What are you calling, Chris? Hmm. Well, I think this one's going to be a slower race because you've had, you know, for those doubling back, this will be their third straight day of racing, and I think all of them are going to be a little more tentative to take this out. And I think Chepkoich knows better than to be the sacrificial lamb. Maybe Siam will do it, but as you said, Dababa doesn't usually respond that well to kind of running help. Yep. So I think this is going to be a slow, more tactical 1,500-meter race. And You're then, give Laura then, some chance, then huh? I give, yeah, then I give the some of the more 1500 meter specialists a better chance. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna pick Hassan for the win, Muir for second, and Dababa for third, doubling back with a second medal, but bronze this time for her. So, so that's my thought is that it's gonna be a little more tactical, and that you're gonna have the 1500 meter specialists get a little bit better chance and that you've got Laura Muir get her, getting her first global medal, which she's been seeking for a while. I mean, we're going to know after that, in that 3K, if the real Dababa has shown up or not, right? So if the real Dababa shows up, uh, then I don't think anybody can run with her. She's just, even Obiri, you know what I mean? Even, I don't think anybody with the way that she's, but will her tactics be right? Will she run a great race? That's why I'm picking her in this but not in the three because I'm trying to be sure that I split my odds right and get this thing correct. Because if I do pick Hassan, then I've got – and I don't, I'm not even putting Hassan on the, metal on the metal stand in this race. I think she's going to put all her eggs in the 3K basket and go for it. Not that she won't run Not that she won't run the 15, but just that she'll go for it in the three. We shall see. We shall see. Okay, so that's your women's 15. Our next finals are all three on Sunday. We round out the weekend with the women's 800, the men's 15, as well as the men's 3K. The first on that 
docket on Sunday is the men's 3K, where you have also some athletes doubling back. And in this case, well, actually, no, fewer athletes doubling back because you've got heats for the men's 3K right. versus a all-out final for the women. On the men's side, you actually have heats on Friday, final on Sunday. So for the most part, it would be difficult to do both heats for both events and do the 1500 and 3k so men's 3k should be specialists here steve what do you think in in breaking down this field obviously paul chalimo is the american who has the most accolades to this point as well but kipchichur is in there as well what do you think of this race i mean so you look at the ethiopian men and they are um on the form chart they're Better than everybody else. Even better than Chalimo. Even though Chalimo's... I mean, not better runners than Chalimo, but Chalimo proved himself indoors this year, but he's not really someone who has a ton of experience running indoors, whereas Gebrewet and Kajelka... How do you say his name? Kelja... I don't even know how to say his last name. Kajelka? Kajelka. All of these Ethiopian names are tough. Anyway, Gebrewet is easy. Berega. Anyway, they are... I think that the Ethiopian men are are probably going to be making some kind of a plan here to try to because they have three. They're the defending indoor world champs in Kajelka, correct, and, and Borega and Gebret have both run incredibly well. So I think that the Ethiopians are going to do most of the work. Now you've got Igwadir, um, who's from Morocco, who is getting to be really old, but he has man, this guy is always where it matters in championships and a lot of times he does he gets it done indoors especially um the question is will he really run the 3k you know what i mean and and how will he go after it um depending on how his training is lined up and how it's set it'll be interesting to see but i also think what you have to do is you've got to look at i don't think the kenyans are going to make much of a mark this year i think that uh you've got Bergen, who has run pretty fast times at 7:40 this year, but the other guys, I don't even really know who they are. I don't even, I don't even know why they've even put these people on the starting line, other than Bergen, um, because the the two best Kenyans in the race are actually Americans, <laughs> right? <laughs> Nearly, in both in in Kipchichir, who is incredibly has shown us so much this year. I will hopefully his, his streak of success continues, and then you've got Chalimo, who is absolutely, in my opinion, um, most likely the 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 guy who has the best chops in this race. But I'm gonna actually surprise people a little bit. Now, how the race gets run, I think the Ethiopians are just go to the front, control it. Um, I do think Chalimo will try to find his way up towards the front, probably by. 800 to go. He's going to try his best Mo Farah and get himself into position. It worked for him indoors, and he was able to run everybody off his wheel that way. I don't think the Ethiopians are going to just let him do that. So um, I'm not sure he's going to be able to control it that way. I think because of the way the Ethiopians are lined up that an Ethiopian is going to win the race. And the Ethiopian I'm going to pick to win the race is the one that most people don't know that much about, and that's Borrega because he has shown himself to be an incredibly competitive runner, and he beat Idris this year, who was US, was world champion, wasn't he, last year, I think, in the 5K? Mukhtar, yes. Yes. And Borrego was somebody who we saw in the heats just run incredibly well as a junior. And I think this might be his coming out party. I believe, from the word on the street, is Holly Gieber Selassie has called him the heir apparent to Bekele. So I think he'll have pressure. I think he'll have stress. And I think the other guys will have to help him show up. And I, I'm going to give uh, Borrego the win. But right behind him, I think Chalimo is going to find a way to get himself into position, get him where he, get himself where he needs to be, and I'm going to call Chalimo for second place. Um, Chalimo also beat Kelja at at their last race. They were it was a pretty tight race, but he beat him. Um, and Gebrewet got his butt crushed by King Ch- by uh, Edward Cheserek. Which, by the way, if Edward Cheserk were in this race, I can tell you who I would pick. I'd be picking a... I don't think the, the best 3K runner in the world right now this year is even going to be in this race. Um, because he's not representing Kenya, because he doesn't, uh, doesn't want to lose his chances to run for the United States. And he... Um, and Kenya probably wouldn't even let him run, even if he was, because he's obviously trying to def- trying to become an American. So, 
Chris, I'm going with Borrega for the win, Chalimo for second, and then I'm going to take a little bit of an outside outside pick for third. I'm going to put Iguodir for third because I think this guy is super wily. He knows how to get where he needs to be, and I think that he will probably end up third. I think he has a chance to end up third, and the other two Ethiopians just haven't shown anything to me. I would love to call it for Kip Chichir. But I just think he's run too many races at too high a level, and I think that he's not quite ready for this level of race. Besides, his best event, as we know, Chris, is is the 10,000, which is still a pretty far way away from this, although he ran really well against great Americans. Um, so that's my three, Borrega, Chalimo, and then Iguodir. Well, I'm really surprised you didn't pick Chalimo for the win. Yeah. <laughs> but that just means I can <laughs> so there you go. I mean, this I might, hope I'm wrong. My heart I mean, makes me hope I'm wrong, but I'm not. Sure. I just think I think Borrega is going to be ready to go, and he's got a whole phalanx of athletes to help him get where he needs to get. I mean, this one is interesting because it is pretty much Ethiopians versus Chalimo. At least that should be how it shakes out at the beginning. Ethiopians versus Kenyan-born athlete in Chalimo, now American, U.S. Army, Scott Simmons Group. But I. I like Chilimo's panache, and I think this this is his chance if he's going to win a global global gold medal. This is his chance, and he looks sharp with the double, including pretty legit closes in both of those races in the U.S. Champs. So I like Chilimo for the win. I think you're right about Borrega. He looks to be the sharpest of the Ethiopians so far with the Idris victory, but I'm going to go Borrega and then Gebruet to finish out the podium. So, Chalimo and then a couple of Ethiopians to finish it out. But I think this is going to be a fairly honest race, which will be good. Iguodir's on the sauce, so I think he's going to get there before anybody <laughs> he's else. He's Moroccan. Of course he's on the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> the Ethiopians probably are, too. He's going to have a time perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. So, for me, Chali Chalimo, Borrega, Gebruet, American gets a gold medal here, which would be a big deal. It would be Chalimo. huge. I would love for that to be the case, but I'm not going to pick it. <laughs> All right. So next on the list is the women's 800. We have the heats for this happening on Saturday afternoon as well, or Saturday morning, and then the final on Sunday afternoon. So this one is also interesting, pretty much like the men's eight. Not a very deep field here. So this one's wide open for the Americans as well. Aji Wilson being the U.S. champion coming in, and Raven Rogers, who was second there, but actually has a little faster personal, or sorry, season best so far this year. So both of them look to be in the mix. You've got the Olympic bronze medalist, Wambui, in here as well, although she hasn't been super fast so far with her races so far in the indoor season. I mean, he's run too flat. She's run only, she's run faster than Aji's run this year. True. Right. And yeah. then Alemu, who's a 20-year-old Ethiopian, I think is one to watch. No here. doubt about it. I mean, she doesn't have the deep resume because she's so young, but she's definitely a threat for the victory on this one because she's young and she's fast. And, you know, she yes, she could pull a career and do something stupid, but she could also just run everybody off of her wheel. She's equally capable of both. So that's going to be interesting to see if this is a bit of a coming out party for the Ethiopian Alemu. How do you see this one playing out, Steve? I, you know, I haven't seen any racing that Alemu has done this year. I would love to have been able to have a chance to watch her run. Um, we sort of decided to do this uh, preview uh, a little bit last minute, and I probably normally would have gone and watched about three YouTube races to see what kind of style she runs with. But I don't think it's really going to matter because I think Aja Wilson's going to take the take the win with this i if if alemu is the kind of runner that sits back then she has a chance to take the win because i think ajay is going to take the lead need both raven and ajay like to take the lead they like to run from the front raven rogers will probably allow ajay to lead because she's going to see her as a sort of a, a mentor in a way. Now, Natoya Gould from Jamaica actually recruited her to try to get her to come to the United, University of Texas when I was coaching there. She's run 159 this year. She's obviously playing a different game this year, looking incredibly strong and very, very fast. But this is going to be the woman who will be out in front at the 200-meter mark for sure. 
I don't think anybody's going to be able to go with her. She loves to go out fast. And I bet you Ajay Wilson is planning on that. I know her coach um, has, Derek Thompson has watched uh, Natoya many, many years do this kind of race technique. I'm sure he's expecting it. And will ask Ajay to come up on her shoulder by the 400 and start to take the lead between 400 and 600. And I think when Wilson gets there, she stays there and she gets the win. I'm going to put Alemu Alemu on for second. I think if you've run 159.69 this year, um, you know you've run almost a second faster than anybody else. That then then uh, Wilson. She's probably got all the skill set to be ready. She's young. Where her tactics are will be be a big question. Um, but I'm going to put Alemu for second, and then Raven Rogers, the American, for third. I think Americans can go one three in this race. I think there's even potential that they could go one two, but I just see that Alemu as Ethiopia's lone stud entrant in the race, will not want to let that happen. So I'm going with Wilson first, Alemu for second, and then Raven Rogers for third. What do you say, Chris? What do you think? Well, first of all, I do want to mention Aji Wilson already has a, a silver medal from World Indoors, so she's not a rookie on the podium at World Indoors, so I think it's reasonable to expect her to be there in some capacity. I happen to think that she won't get the win. And your your intel about Gould taking the lead from the beginning, I think, plays into Alemu's hands with a little faster ultimate top-end speed. I think Alemu takes it for the win. Wilson gets the silver. And I'm going to put Wambui in at third because that's what she does. That's what she does. <laughs> You're get, so right. Is get third. Yes, and she does. She's done it in the World Champs. She's done it in the Olympics. And she has, you know, the extra chromosome <laughs> action, Very which true. I think is going to play into uh, things here. And so I'm going to pick her to finish the podium with the young Ethiopian getting the win. Yeah. What do you think? Is that crazy? I, no, I don't think it's crazy. I think, you know, when you look at the women's fields, a lot of this has to be, it, it's, does something, as we talked about in the men's eight, does something happen in the prelims that is weird that we don't expect? And number two... Um, if that's the case, then, you know, it, it's, I mean, it all, for all intents and purposes, Ghoul, who runs like a crazy wild ass, could not make the final. But she's run 159 this year, but she's not to make it. I've seen that girl do every, so many different things. So um, I think we've got the top four or five that we know who are going to be in play in this race. And, you know, it'll just be interesting to see how it plays out. I do think Raven Rogers has a chance. To, I really think she to does get, too. To get on the podium, but I don't so think she has a chance to beat. I don't think she has a chance to beat Ajay right now. Right, I don't think she's right. got that. I think that those numbers are. I think once Raven starts training consistently with Ajay, that that could create a different issue. <laughs> but um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. We never really got to see much. We've never seen much from Ajay because she didn't run collegiately, so we never got to see her anchoring four by fours and doing things like that consistently as a collegian and she doesn't do much she doesn't do much of that anymore so raven has a skill set that that ajay never had to really work at the collegiate level which is finishing hard races hard after doubling so we'll see i'm, I'm i still think that wilson wants the win really badly and i think she's going to get it what's crazy with her is she's still only 23 i know <laughs> seems like she's been out there forever <laughs> and she's just and she's so, the thing about her is, if you watch her race, she's just so calm, cool, and collected. Nothing throws her off. She runs her plan. She stays in control. And so, I agree with you that she'll be, you know, up there for sure. Because she's not going to be one that does something stupid in the prelim. Rogers, you never know. She's a she's a dark horse. She's just, that's just... The way it plays in 800-meter running, you know, we've seen that with Donovan Brazier. That's was his Achilles heel. He he just didn't have the experience, you know, so. Okay, so now switching over to the last final of the weekend on Sunday afternoon, the men's 1,500-meter, which the, the, the heats for that are happening on Saturday as well. So we've got back-to-back -back racing. Again, as we mentioned, nobody doubling here, so we don't have to worry about any of that confusion of who's coming back around for the 15. And so you have all 1,500-meter specialists for the most part in this field. Suleiman from Djibouti is the class of the field, at least in terms of season's best. And you have Iguadir here. Also. Also. Yep. So yep. He, I guess it's possible he could double back, but I think unlikely for him to do 
heats on both sides and race here, but but we know or we're pretty sure he's in the three, right? Yeah, he is in the three. I just don't. We don't yeah. know what he's. So we don't know. But Suleiman's the class of the field. You've got Kibet from Kenya. Chris O'Hare to me is one that's looking super sharp right now. He doesn't have necessarily the fifteen hundred meter season best, but his mile at Milrose was unbelievable yes. to will to win the Wanamaker Mile there. But you know. You've, you've also got to believe that Ben Blankenship, Craig Ingalls, the Americans have a chance. Their season's this best race is wide open, man. Are, are way down the list, but yeah, it's wide open. So as I look at this, given the nature of the fact that it's, it's, it's going to be a wide open field, a race, you got to believe it's going to be slow, especially because it's a men's And 15. we're hamstrung by not seeing prelims in a lot of ways with this, you know. You know, it, it it makes our job much more difficult when you're this far back in the race and you don't know the prelims. <laughs> so. Right, but you got to believe it's going to be slow because there's so many people in this field that could that could yes win it. They're all going to be looking around at each other, depending on who's in the final and sort of asking their competitors to take it. And so that that makes it to me this one's probably the most difficult to actually pick because you know even though Suleiman has the best PR in the field, he doesn't necessarily have the biggest advantage in a slow race. No, he doesn't. And he's been tactically challenged many, many times. The real interesting thing in this, for me, Chris, are the two Ethiopians. One was born in 99 and the other one was born in 98. They are very, very young. And they've run 337 and 335, 337 and 336 this year. They, they, they are serious dark horses in this race for me when I look at that and say, you know, you haven't seen exactly how they ran those races or how those races played out for them specifically, but they really are, that, that's, that's some pretty crazy results there. Um, and I think they're going to be in play here. I really like Chris O'Hare's chances in a race like this, but Chris O'Hare, I saw him his senior year at the indoor championships when he was the coronated as the NCAA champion in the mile and he didn't make the final because he choked. So I think some of those issues are resolved. He's now a dad, and he's got his head on straight a, a little bit more straight. He's back in uh, Tulsa doing the work that he feels like he needs to do in a place that's a little bit that he feels comfortable in. So I don't know, Chris. This one is wide open. I think Craig Engels has got a real shot here because of the way he likes to close races out. He, you know, it, it didn't play out his way in the mile, but that was because Chalimo got to do the way, got to run that thing the way he wanted to. I don't think Engels is quite as sharp this year as we had hoped. He don't think he's running quite at the level that, that we hope he will later on in the year. But um, he's an interesting story. And, you know, Ben Blankenship, he's probably licking his chops at this and saying, I've got a real shot here. I've got a real shot here. So, I don't know, Chris, this one's really hard to call. It's how tough. are you going to call tough. it? I'm going to go having watched O'Hare at Wanamaker and how he just ran away from that field. I'm going to – and maybe this is picking with my heart – for, for once in all these races, but I'm going to pick Chris O'Hare for the win in a well-executed kick. I'm going to go with Vincent Kibet, the Kenyan athlete, because he's run well this season, also has one of the faster PRs in the mix, and then I'm going to pick Suleiman for the bronze just because we know he's ultimately got the wheels, and if he can stay out of trouble, he should be there at the end. Cool. Well, again, this one is just really hard to call. But I, I be based on the the two Ethiopians being so young, normal uh normally people would say, Hey, they're not gonna get it done because they uh they they don't have enough experience, but they've run really, really fast. And I think there will be some team tactics going on here. It's harder to do team tactics in a fifteen indoors, but I still think some of that might happen. Um so I'm actually gonna go uh a little bit off here and put to pick Tafera for the win from Ethiopia. Um, I don't think Chris O'Hare is going to get it done. I think he has got a chance to medal, but I don't think he will. Um, I'm going to put uh, Igwadir for second because obviously he's showing up ready to go. I don't know he'll if he'll double, but I think he's going to be on a medal stand in one of these two races. I just don't know which exact one based on things. So I'm going to go with Igwadir for the second, and um, I'm going to pick. Um, Vincent Kibet for third because the Kenyans will be they, they, they've got to get something more than just career 
um, on a medal stand at a world championship indoors. But I am the least confident in my picks for this race. Um, I'm not necessarily just throwing a, 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 a dart on a wall, but I am uh, I a lot less confident in this in this my 1,500 picks than I am in all my other ones. It's tough because there's no clear favorites for sure. But that should make it fun to watch. The last event of the weekend, if you're turning this on, definitely check it out at NBC Sports Gold or on the Olympic Channel if you happen to have that channel, whatever that channel is. And watch it. See how it goes. See how it plays out. Make maybe your own picks in your head and then see how you stack up against us because this one's going to be fun. And the cool thing about World Indoors is that it's the only major world championship event this year. There's no outdoor cha- world championship level events with, with no world champs, no Olympics. So this is when all the big players will be together. Really, maybe for the last time this year. I mean, you're going to have one-off meets here and there that are stacked. but Yeah, you're, you're not going to have them stacked the way that we see um, that women's 3K. Yeah. Or, you know, we'll see great eights. You'll see some of these same players come out in the eight. But um, the, the women's 3K... Uh, is is a reason alone to be paying attention to what's going on this year. So um, it's pretty amazing. It, you know, if you get a chance for some in some way, shape, or form to get a BBC channel to watch this, you know, th- on the streaming, some people have the ability to do that. They're the best commentators. That's really what you want to watch if you can. But and the cool thing, if you look at this from an American standpoint, pretty much with the exception of the f- women's fifteen. I think you've got Americans with the shots of metal in all of these events. Yep, so, I agree. So that'll be fun to watch if you happen to be an American. All right, well, thanks for indulging us. This has been a special episode to talk about World Indoor Predictions. As I said, this will be coming out on an odd day, and then we'll certainly have our normal episode coming on Sunday afternoon. And we're super excited about that because we're about to record it now, which is just to give you a short preview. We're talking to Alex Hutchinson again who was on a previous episode, episode 48, with us to talk about his new book, Endure, The Mind-Body mind body and the Curiously Elastic Limits of Human Performance. So if you've listened to this and gotten all the way to the end, then be excited because we've got a cool episode coming up with Alex that we'll post on Sunday afternoon. Otherwise, enjoy watching World Indoors, and we'll talk to you soon.